have as angry of a pot as it was. No, I don't last think so. Month. That that one because I was just flaming angry from a <laughs> lot of stuff. Oh boy, I don't think I have apologized enough to Duffy oh, for no. the pre-show on that one. Damn. But <laughs> yeah, I, no, I also, it was all good, buddy. It's all good. Yeah. Well. Anyway, but also, as you guys have been following on Twitter, I did announce, give people the heads up on what the big announcement was. Um, the, the Flamingo book, was, I signed a contract for the Flamingo book in December. Yeah, so we're it'll all be celebrating. It's, it's going to be out in 2023. I'm about 90% done with the it's, – well, it's not the first draft. It's like the 10th draft at this point because – when I submitted it, it was um, 55,000 words. They wanted – no, it was 50, it was 46K words. They wanted me – they said, we will accept that idea, but you've got, to put, you've got to put more into it. So they suggested 65K. I'm at 80K right now. All right, so, there you go. Hey, you're always a doer, always a go-getter. So. Yeah, I'm like, screw it. This thing's going there. So. Yep. Anyway, it's with Pitch Publishing, and if you guys have followed me for any length of time, mm-hmm. you know I read all their books, and I'm an yep. obsessive fan of them. I mean, I, I, well, I and have, now you're in the family as a yeah. as a contributor, not just as a consumer. Yeah. So hey, as a that's that's awesome, you know. And I get boxes, I get boxes of books for them to read read right now. Like I just the um, Fierce Genius book by um, Andy Bowen about uh, Christ here at Feinord was freaking brilliant. Yeah. Oh Andy my Cole God. would be a fascinating read. Uh, no, 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 no. It was done by Andy. Andy Bowen did. Um, oh, okay. Johan Christ. Yeah. That Johann would be a fascinating Christ. read too, though. Yeah. Uh, it was his year at Feinord and it was kind of interwoven in between match reports about Christ, like his time here. Mm-hmm. And um, did, like it did for once, the one the problem I have with the, uh, with the Dutch leagues and people writing, it's usually about two things. Right. IX. Yep. And Christ. Yeah. And I mean, as much as we've read about IX, we get the point. And I know of one other book coming out. I'm not no, going to gloss I, that. Yeah, I I'm not going to gloss too. that guy because he told I mean, me point blank he's he um has no time to edit my stuff. So fuck yeah. him. I mean, I get, anyway, I get the IX thing, but I mean that yeah. story that story's kind of been told, you know. Yep. Um, so I mean, I get it. And, and Clive has been beaten to death as far. It's not as bad as Pele or Maradona. No, that's it? true. That's true. But, I uh, mean, the, the the year at Feyenoord was a lot more interesting because it does get into some of the reasons why he had to come back. Um, almost the um, Leicester City transfer, he goes a little bit more into it, but it actually was almost done. Yeah. Um, Sean Fallon wanted him at Dumbarton, and Price wanted to do that. Wow. I know like, some of that stuff, it just shocks you when you hear, especially yeah. now it might've been yeah. different then just because, you know, the world was much, uh, much bigger, I guess. Cause yeah. you know, there wasn't so much access. So, and now you look at it, it's like, really? Wow. Yeah. Why would he want to do that? But you know, and, who knows? So that's yeah, cool. and it was, 
you know, is funny about that, and I, I would love to find to develop this a little bit more, is that Price actually also played a friendly for AC Milan. Yeah. So that, that, I would love to develop that one a little bit more because there are um, paninis of him in a um, AC Milan jersey of the, of it's like eighty one, eighty two. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that is cool. But anyway, that that one was interesting. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Christ, even though I would nope. love, love to yeah. do a whole one. There's much, much more to put on it. Anyway. We've had three games, and lucky. We're lucky we held off the pods for an extra yeah, day. Yeah, we were. That's was a good really point. Yeah. I was thinking when, I saw, when we talked yesterday, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's right. They're going to be playing in the frigid north, and I, I'm still thinking about that. I okay. lived in Minnesota for eight years. Why the hell did you put that in Minnesota? Well, and I know exactly why they did it because they wanted they wanted to play a warm weather team in the cold, and I and I'm totally on board. Yeah, it was really cold. I get it. It was what was it? At the end of the game, it was two degrees. Uh, it started at five, went down to four. No, it started at four, went up to five, ended up at two. All right, it's it's freezing cold. But the the outcry, like, oh my god, how could you do this? How could you do this? How could, come on, guys? Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, and you know, I know Grant Wall had tweeted out that two of the uh, two of the Honduras players. I guess they had changed goalies at half because he was suffered from the cold and, uh, and you know suffered hypothermia or whatever. I would imagine pretty mild case because uh, you know, I mean, and the goalkeepers. I get it because Matt Turner looked miserable, you know, trying just to stay warm because he's not doing anything. You know, at least yeah. uh, uh, Lopez was had some work to do. Um, but you know, I went to MLS cup in Toronto in 2016 and 2017, and it was in the teens. I mean, granted 16 degrees and one degree or two is, is a lot different, but it's still damn cold. And yeah, uh, but that, that's Toronto stadium. That yeah, stadium that's, is freaking cold in the right. summer. And that's I with got, the lake effect and yeah. And I got why they did it. You want the play, and they were playing Canada, so they were they wanted the guys to be used to cold weather because it was cold in Hamilton. But the whole outcry, like if you can't beat Honduras in warm weather, you don't deserve to go to the World Cup. You know, I, I you know, I feel for Greg Berhalter. Yeah, is he the perfect coach? No, has he got flaws? Sure. But when he wins, oh, you know, they win because of, you know, they have superior talent. When they lose, it's because he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, I am tired of the narrow. Because the Canadian game, they played well until they got into the final third. You know, they 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 held the ball. You know, Canada basically did to the USA what the USA used to do to every team they played back in the in, in the early days, like 2002 and all that you know, beat them on the counter. And they got that goal late, but, you know, and Pulisic, you know, I know he's the prodigal son and he's the chosen one, but he had a horrible game. He, um, you know, and, and he was where the ball went to die, you know, because he tries to do too much. He's like, I'm, I got to do something special. And the, the free kick that he late in the game, you know, when he just kicked it right to Borea, I was like, dude, what are you doing? Put it in the box and get, 
traffic and maybe you get something. You know, get it in the mixer. That's all you had to do. Don't go for goal from where he was. So, you know, and we lost. Yeah, big deal. We're still we're still firmly in the driver's seat to qualify. And that's what we want. We got six points out of the window. We're still in second place. Uh, two more teams have been knocked off. Honduras is out. You know, El Salvador, I think, is – no, they might not be out yet. Jamaica is out. So, you know, Panama is in – fourth uh barring a collapse we beat panama we're in i would say 99.9 percent. i think we could actually clinch it but i'm not entirely sure we get a point in mexico fantastic and then costa rica you know whatever we can get because you know for us costa rica we never do anything mexico in azteca traditionally we never done anything but since we won that friendly you know, when they won the Olympic gold back, you know, I can't remember, in London, they had that friendly to celebrate their gold medal at Mexico City in Azteca, and they had the USA come, and it was like a primetime game, and we came and played the friendly, and we won. And that was the worst thing they ever did because it killed the mystique of the Azteca. We have not lost an Azteca since. We've only won. Hey, we have won since. That. Yeah. But we have drawn, we've gotten points every time we've been there since that game. And, you know, so we, and Mexico's qualification. We've gotten two cups out of them, too. Yeah, and Mexico's qualification, you know, for their standards has been a horror show. You know, I mean, they've looked bad this whole qualification. Uh, And we looked good yesterday. It was cold. Yeah, I get it. But to make it sound like they were doing something inhumane, to the players, yeah, it's cold, it's brutal, but it's no more, it's no different than going to play in Azteca on a noon game in the heat and yeah. the pollution and the altitude. So, you know, that's yeah, a field I, advantage. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I mean, that was a fun game to listen to. It because, was. Yeah, I mean, see, here's the thing with with this region. you got, you got to be honest with you. You, we would, in a way, you want Canada. You want to qualify this time for sure. You yeah, want no. them in because there's a lot of fun there now. Yeah. If they get Alfonso Davies back, what is he like after this? After his um, COVID and mitochondria scare, we yeah. don't know. But he's at Bayern. He's got top of the line, world class doctors on him. No, he does. They'll, that, that that will get back to normal, but I mean, I that I kind of expected with Canada. The fact that Canada was not letting Timothy Weah in, and he's yeah. allowed everywhere else. It, it's it's like okay, and I think his father is still the president of of a country, so it's kind of like, dude. Yeah, no, that one I he, – he's okay to play in France. You know, he's had it. He's got the shot. You know, I, yeah. I thought I – mean, I don't know. And that if that was, game proved I, anything, yeah, our talisman is not Kristen Pulisic. Sorry, the U.S. soccer yeah. have anointed him. Our talisman is Timothy Weah because when he is on fire, we win. I mean, he looked great yesterday. I mean, it was cold. <laughs> I saw a tweet. He had tweeted out. He goes, if I ever have to play in a game like that again, I'm retiring. And then he had, you know, he had laughing emojis. So, uh, but 
you know, no one said that and this same argument could have been said when Canada played Mexico and Edmonton because it was about the same conditions and snowing in Edmonton. And, oh, yeah, they're playing El Tree in, in, um, in Edmonton. You know, maybe the coldest big city in North America, you know. Uh, and come on, man. That's, you you yeah. take advantage of your geography, you know. You're, t- you're getting a team from the tropics. Of course you're going to put them in the cold weather. I mean, the the weather in Diego Cialpa yesterday was 82 degrees. So, sure, throw them in one-degree yeah. weather. Why not? You know, yeah. I didn't care. I, you know. I mean, I, I get that Minnesota United has a great stadium in St. Paul. I mean, yeah. you, I've, I've seen the outside of that, and I, I would like to eventually get back up to Minnesota to see that because it – I mean, I know where that is, so it's it's going to be fat, mm-hmm. going to be fascinating. I mean, I I get that whole heartily, but I mean, just the fact that, and I loved all the noise around it afterwards. They're just scoring so they can they so they can um hug hug each other for warmth. Yeah. Because I I mean I heard I was listening to well, it was really not a pregame show, but it was. But Dunny and Tony were talking about yeah. all like the different stuff. They were doing to keep warm. I'm like, I want all of that. Yeah. The, the, the whole, everything around them when they were on the bench was heated. Yeah. And they were bringing in stuff. They were trying to warm up the field. I'm like. They were loaded oh. for bear. I mean, the Vikings had supplied them with heated benches and they had, uh, they had leggings and, you know, and they were look, they were all, you know, we were a long way from old Metropolitan Stadium in the 70s with Bud Grant and the Vikings not allowing any heaters on the sidelines because they wouldn't have them, so the other team couldn't have them. You know, that was the Vikings, man. They worked that cold weather to their advantage. They're like, yeah, it's cold, man. We love it. You know, that's Minnesotans. It's We love the cold. Uh, oh, oh, God, yes. I can attest to that. They, yeah. they, only, cancel, they only cancel if it gets negative 30. Yeah, so there you go. It wasn't even – it was like minus 12 with the windshield, so. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, that was nothing. And, I mean, that now, I mean, they t- the Metrodome's been down for, I think, five, six years at this yeah. point. I think, it's, I think it's like high-rise apartments or some, like, hippie place or whatever. But, yeah. I mean, the Vikings are playing outside again for the first mm-hmm. time in since the eighties, I think, yeah. is when yeah. um, the dome I don't. Off. They don't have a dome stadium, I think, in Minnesota anymore. Well, they oh, might, no, no, but... no, no, Metrodome's been down for right. It I, has, yeah, because yeah, it it fell apart. Twenty sixteen, maybe something like that. The, I think that's when the um, roof went in, and they had to they had to move the they had to move the Vikings to all these different um, outdoor stadiums. I mean, there was like there's like three or four before they finally got one there. Right, because. That's like the same thing like they're trying to do here in Buffalo. The the Ralph, I do not mm-hmm. call it by any of the new names that it's been. Oh, I got you. Yeah, or actually, it was technically it was Rich Stadium while I was growing up. But it, yeah, I remember they, Rich Stadium. That's when I was. Yeah, in, but know. while Ralph was still alive, he switched he switched it to his name because screw it, he's gonna get he's gonna get the money. 
But that's like what they're trying to update the Ralph because the Ralph's been around since '62. Yeah. Because the original stadium is actually down the street from me. Uh, the old rock was pile. In, is. Was it in uh, in Buffalo City, not in Orchard Park? The original well, I, one, not, yeah. Yeah, I'm not familiar, super familiar with uh, the Buffalo metropolitan area. How far Orchard Park is from like downtown Buffalo? Oh I know no, Orchard, you... yeah, Orchard Park is out. Okay. Not far. It's half hour, maybe. Oh, that's not too bad. Normal, not for a football normal. Game. Yeah, because the thing that's is... normal non driving. But the problem with Orchard Park and where the stadium is is that they didn't develop it any further because when they uh, put it in, there wasn't really any good um, expressways. So you just get jammed beyond belief. Oh, yeah. And it's not like in Kansas City where um, Arrowhead is, mm-hmm. where you literally have an um, exit and you're out on, I think, yeah. 35? Well, Safeco is like been... that. You can literally take uh... – there's a, a you drive out of Safeco uh, Stadium for where the Mariners play, and yeah. there you can go right onto the freeway. Basically, the the there's a there's an, a a ramp, literally that puts you out on the street, but you don't even have to turn or whatever. You just follow the road and you're right on the freeway. Because I did that by mistake once. Like, well, where am I going? Oh shit, I'm right on the freeway. Sweet, you know. Um, so, and, yeah, Columbus is doing that with all of when they when. When they do all the stadiums in that right. stadium, and that's complex. smart though. You know, you want and or at least public transit because uh, a lot of times I, you know, if I drive, I I don't like to pay for parking, so I find places where I can walk because I I'm cheap. But I, you well, know, I mean, public transit literally will uh, for um, for if you go to the Sounders game or to the Seahawks games, literally you can take the light rail and you're across the street, basically maybe like a block or two, depending on which exit, which uh, station you get off at. But if you take like the train, uh, I mean, that one's dicey because they only get to use the, the commuter train certain times a day because Burlington Northern owns the track. But mm-hmm. literally, if you can take that, it, t- it drops you. Literally, you get out of the station and you're right there. Because you know the stadium's right by this King Street Station, where yeah, like, that the was Amtrak the, Station. So yeah, that was the same thing in Toronto too. Is that mm-hmm. you literally got dropped right there? But of course, yeah. my dad thought he knew a better way, and we got freaking lost. But that's my family's always gotten lost in Toronto all the way back to the fucking seventies. It's, <laughs> it's not even, and I'm not saying Duffy. I am not saying just the brands. Yeah. I'm saying my mom's family also routinely still does get lost in Toronto. Yeah. And they could, they went up for hockey games in the sixties. Yeah. And it's, That's crazy. I mean, it's, 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 it's a, it's a pass down talent in our family. I mean, <laughs> I, That's funny. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, but you know, with these three games, it met, it showed a lot. Now I know Matt Turner is taking the step down from 
New England Revolution and go into that small team arsenal. Yeah, you know but, that piddly little club in in yeah. London. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we we all know once that's because that, Queens that, Park uh, was set at goalkeeper and they didn't want him, yeah. so they said, "Well, maybe we got Arsenal." And, and you know what? I hope that we can get a goalie and a big team over there because I mean, yeah. yes, Jack Stefan is at Manchester City, but he's back up at a. And a cup yeah. goalkeeper. What well, I mean, right. I get get him going over, but yeah. still. I mean, for Turner, I mean, what is he? You know, he's a late bloomer. He went to Fairfield. It took him forever to to get himself established as a regular. Not any fault of his own, but you know, trying to convince people that he could play. Um, but I. I'm not necessarily, you know, because the whole narrative when that happens is what's well, going to do for his national team spot. Well, we're going to have no goalkeepers that are number one at their club, but we don't know that. You know, he could easily go in there. I mean, I'm not saying it's not going to be tough. Uh, and to be, I'm not super familiar with the goalkeepers Arsenal have at the moment. Obviously, they must think they need to upgrade or do something because if they have, you know, world-class keepers are probably not going to want a third world-class keeper, you know? Yeah. Uh, So I think there's an opportunity for him to win the job and more power to him if he wants to move. And granted, he's going to get paid and, you know, I say, hey, good. And I, I like Matt Turner. I don't get why there's a debate. You know, well, uh, Zach Steffen's better distributing the ball to back. All right. But Casey Killer brought up a good point. You know, and, and one of the pregames I was watching. And he said, you know, when we play big teams like in the in, in a World Cup, we're not going to be playing. Most likely, they're not going to be playing out of the back anyway. Like if we're playing, say, for some crazy reason, we get Spain or France or Germany, something like that. We're probably not going to be trying to play it out of the back. We're most likely just going to hoof it up the field and do what America does traditionally used to do best, but this team is not a team that just relies on the counter. I mean, I'm not. So, I mean, I don't really think having him not be as good of a distributor is really a bad thing because I don't know if that skill is going to come into play a whole lot in a world cup kind of setting. Um, As long as he keeps the ball out of the net, you know, he's given up two goals as a starting goalkeeper, I, I saw that stat, and that seemed – I said, that can't be true. And that was Canada. You know, ultimately, he plays, they get he gets shutouts. He's just a great shot stopper. And as – I'm sorry, for my goalkeepers, that's what I want first. You know, and I don't care about the other stuff, you know. So. Yeah, but exactly. And the, and the one thing that people forget about this U.S. team – is they're so young. Oh my God, they're so young, and they will look simultaneously brilliant and inept in the same game. I mean, they'll 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 have moments where they could be playing, you know, the Milan of the '80s, and have them on the back foot. And then there's a, another moment in the same game they could be playing, you know, Snohomish FC, and be struggling. So that's just young. They're just young and they're talented, but they're young. And they, they have their moments where they're on the front foot and they're just taking it to people and then moments where they're in disarray, you know. 
But yeah, it was a good there. game last night. I don't know if I would have gave Luca Delatore the man of the match. I thought he played well. For me, I thought Walker Zimmerman might have been my man of the match because he played fantastic. Um, and just you... I I like him. I don't know. I think they're him and Miles Robinson might be our best pairing as center backs. You know, I know uh, John Brooks. You know, but he's not even in the team right now. So you know. Yeah, and he's not even doing well at Wolfsburg. No, right I mean he's struggling. Yeah. So and Zimmerman's playing well. You know, yeah. he's been playing well for a long time, and I'm tired of the MLS stigma. Uh, well, he's only an MLS player. Yeah, so what? You know, our best player in the history of the t- of the of the program was only an MLS player. And yeah, because he could have do. I, I mean, outside of his time at um, his two weeks at Everton, Everton or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. that that's not that was not that much of a surprise. I do think in some aspects, Landon did get some bad. Times yeah. out there is, I mean, to be honest, it, when he was coming through, or he, there are strikers, there are players at his position that he was clearly better than yeah. in the EPL. Clearly, hell, there was a couple. There was a couple at Liverpool that he could have been been there for. So I yeah. mean, it wasn't wasn't that, but I mean, I and this is the thing. I love how it's been over the last eight years. You know. These young kids aren't going to the Olympics. It's going to hurt us. It's going to hurt us. Look, we I think that was these... true, though. I think that did hurt us. Um, just just for the experience of having guys playing more games. But um, c- but carry on. No, I mean, you, yeah, having the more games. But at, at the same point, think about how much these guys actually play anyway. We don't know what the head coaches are like in the U. U19s and down because no, you always not. see that graphic. Well, we don't have any named coaches. Doesn't mean jack shit. But, no, it doesn't. But anyway, I mean, you see where all these players are going, and look at the look at the transfer windows. How many Americans get go overseas or are middle overseas? I mean, Walker Zimmerman probably could have already been over once. Miles yeah. Robinson will probably be. I think so. Sometime. But it's like I mean, George no, Bello just got transferred to Germany. Yeah, I mean it's Bielefeld, but still, it's Germany. You know. Uh, yeah, and I mean, and you and the, so I mean, so it's gonna it's gonna help them. I mean, it's not like it's not like MLS is junk anymore. Not anymore. No. Nope. I mean, it was never really junk. Nah. To put it wise, because let's be honest, in some of these big teams, or even some of these, like say Austria, that some of some of that league is not that good. No, nah. you get, you get past Salzburg and and Sturm, you know, and Sturm Graz, and yeah, it might be a little dicey after that. So yeah, yeah I mean, the D- Danish teams they they barely ever pick out of. The Danish league. I mean, there's some talent there, but they, they're all they're all over, which is nice. And you see, um, Brentford picked up um, Ericsson yeah. for a six month. That that was nice. I mean, so I, I I'm lucky. I've always wanted a um, Danish soccer shirt. Th- those freaking Di- Danish Dynamo jerseys are a pain to find. 
Yeah. They're so damn expensive. So. Unless you go to Denmark, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I, that's I, an expensive trip just to buy a shirt. So. Well, I mean, I've got I've got a lot of family. I'm I'm part Danish. I've got a lot of family over there. Problem is, when I want to write a book about Denmark, they don't follow the team I want to write one on. I was like, Ugh. yeah. I, I asked my cousin. I asked my cousin over there, and she's like, yeah. Uh, the exact quote was, I'm too smart to um, follow the sport, but I'll ask my kids. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just made me feel younger and <laughs> we're about the same age. So yeah. it's like, oh. But my take but it, on my take on Donovan a little bit is no player, you know, none of these players had the pressure he had. I mean, this is a kid who went to Germany at 17, 18, you know, got homesick, sure, which I get. And that's not a, it's yeah. not a bad thing. Came back, and he didn't come back to, like, oh, a smooth, easy landing. He came back, oh, we're going to put you at San Jose. Oh, and by the way, you need to save this league because this that league, you know, people forget now, especially people that are, like, new to Major League Soccer, how close they were. You know, they were circling the drain when Don Garber and when people knock Don Garber and get mad at Don Garber, like, Oh, you know, he's, he's no good. He's, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's not good for the, whatever, you know, people forget, or they just don't know when he took over the league as the commissioner, they were circling the drain. I mean, you know, and, and the, the, they were ready to flush, you know, and he folded the two teams, the two teams in Florida right away, uh, stabilized everything you had philip anschutz owned half the league and then Kraft owned the other like couple of teams that weren't owned by anschutz so and then and the hunts owned the rest so you literally had three owners that were owning the whole league and they navigated through that and then you had this kid trying to be the the guy and it's like freddie adu was a little bit like that too you know so donovan thrives here goes to LA thrives and then you know has some issues and does what he has to do you know goes and seeks counseling for whatever and took some time off because he felt he needed it for his mental health and Klinsman who's a dinosaur you know yeah and held that against him while he he's just not tough you know and if he picks Donovan in South Africa, we I think we beat Ghana because we, we had no options after the first game. No, it was Ghana, no, it was Brazil. Because Dempsey, you know, out the door blows his hamstring in the first game. So he's he's out. Dempsey gets his nose broken in the same game and yep. is hampered. Uh, Johansson played in that game, hurts himself. He's out for the rest of the game. So we have no forwards, you know. Oh, yeah, and the all-time leading scorer, you don't even bring him on because you have some personal thing against Donovan. You know. Yeah, I'm still bitter about it. <laughs> oh, I, I would be too. And, I mean, it, it, oh, I forgot even where I was going on that. But, anyway, yeah. no, I mean, that that's what – I don't have much issue with Garber because he's one of the many that saved – Believe. Yeah, absolutely. Eventually, Garber's going to have to. The, no, the old guard's going to have to yeah. step away. Eventually, right. I'm with you on that. 
I think a lot of things you can do for the league. Maybe at some point we need to pull the training wheels off and not make a single entity anymore. And it wouldn't be that big of a deal. You know, you're, these guys, these owners are already owners per se. They're just called investors. How hard would it be, would it be just to say, all right, you know what? This is your team. You own it, you know. But I, I get why they don't. And <laughs> the reality is a little bit is other leagues are starting to emulate them. Australia literally does the same thing. They might not be a single entity like Major League Soccer, but the salary cap's pretty much the same. The designated player idea is the same. It's called something different in Australia, but it's still the same kind of thing. Um, you know, so there's a reason they succeeded and other leagues here have failed. So, you know. Can they do stuff like get rid of the allocation order, which I think would be a good idea? Uh, sure. And I'd be all for it. You know, I don't think once you sell your player and they want to come back, if they want to come back and sign with your team. The fact that they're a U.S. international, uh, they have to go. They should have to go through an allegation process, especially if you're a homegrown player. But, you know, but the other thing I like um which George Bellow, I think, is a good example. Is mm. it's one thing when you're selling the Ricard, the Peppies, and the big player, and like Brandon Aronson, the big guys that make big that you get good fees for. But it's it's a, for me, it's kind of a bigger statement when you sell guys like uh, George Bellow, who's who's a fringe national teamer. I mean, maybe that's me being a little harsh, but he's not a first choice guy by any stretch but he's i mean he's a solid player he's a good national you know potential national team player at least he's a good gold cup player at the very least he got sold to europe then you have guys like uh henry wingo who the sounders had sold to um god i can't remember the team he, he played for in no in sweden uh the team that or norway because he played with uh Wolf Eichram, which was he was a sounder teammate for like a second. Now he's at Ferenbaros in Hungary, but they literally sold him. You know, he's not he's not gonna make he's not gonna be our guy here. You know, I don't think they they didn't see a path for him to make the first team. You know, as a right back here, so they sold him and gave him a chance to play in I think it was Norway, and now he's in Hungary, and he's he's excelling in Ferenbaros. You know, which I, I know Hungarian football is not well-known here and it's not super big in Europe anymore, but Ferran Baros back in the day was one of those first really big clubs in Europe. So it's cool to see those or guys that are, that are coming out of the USL and getting sold to Europe. So it's great to see those smaller transfers for me, because that kind of shows you like an overview of the whole pool of talent in this country is like, man, there's a lot of good players here. So you don't have to go necessarily and get them off the, uh, from the MLS and pay like $20 million like Augsburg did for Pepe. Not that that's not awesome because, Oh my God, that shattered the transfer record for an American player by a huge margin, you know, and that's a good place to stick him because, he can he can move up and plus exactly cool jersey they have cool jerseys there that's too, yeah so. that part's always good but yeah a chance to not not immediately have that pressure of being at Bayern you know not that he can't end up there but yeah. um it's I like to see those guys or they he gets off the plane and they put him right in the first game that's what I like mm-hmm. to see you know 
Oh, yeah, you ready to play? Uh, I just got off the plane. That's okay. You can rest on the way to the, the stadium. All right, cool. I'm only 18. I have plenty of energy. Did you see um, DeAndre Yedlin is coming back to MLS? I did. That was kind of my point, you know, if uh, with a little bit with the homegrowns. But to be perfectly honest, I don't think the Sounders are interested. Yeah. Uh, no, he's – no, he's with um, Beckham. He's with Inter Miami. Yeah, because yeah. well, there's a connection. Chris Henderson, you know, came from Seattle, um, and I get it. He's he's probably going to get paid a lot, uh, pretty good salary. I mean, if he's willing to buy out his contract or he's willing to terminate his contract at Galatasaray, he's probably not taking a pay cut to come to Inter Miami. Uh, and if and if he was coming here, I don't necessarily think, uh, you know, Sounders are. Like, we got uh, Alex Roldan. You know, he's El Salvadorian cap- captain. I think we're good with him. You know, is Roldan better than Yedlin? I don't know. You can debate that, maybe. Uh, he's got more upside, I think, at this point in his career because I think Yedlin has kind of peaked. And I love DeAndre. Don't get me wrong. And I love to see him in Seattle at some point. But right now, I just don't think. For what yeah. the money he's going to be able to command in Miami, uh, he wouldn't command that here. Uh, or at least in Seattle, I shouldn't say here because not, you know, in Seattle. Um, but yeah, I just think if he wanted to, and the Sounders were like, Hey, yeah, let's come back home. He said at some point he thinks he's going to be back. So, I mean, Freddie Montero came back, but Freddie Montero is making the league minimum. He went from a million dollars to 80, 80 some thousand dollars. So, you know, but he's got business here. You know, he's got businesses in the area. You know, his family's here. You know, his his wife's family's here. So I get his reasons to come back. Same with Roe. You know, that's a home, another hometown discount. He's from Federal Way. My son's girlfriend uh, went was math teacher was Kellen's father. So, you know, hmm. you know, she knows his dad. So. But yeah, and that's I mean, that's got that's got to be cool that you have. Yeah, it's kind of cool. You have, have that in, in and with you yeah. being a Sounders fan. I mean, I just don't like the colors, yeah. but that's just <laughs> I'm just nuts when it comes. I'm it's just Seattle, man. It. We have to have some kind of green or you know whatever in yeah. the color scheme. So I'm wearing my old. I mean, I'm wearing a Sonics shirt. You know, from back in the day. So. Oh yeah, those old yeah. Sonics jerseys are. I, I got a um, I like to go to those spring um, t-shirt shops online yeah. that do the, the the retro shirts, yeah. The retro shirts. I found. I wanted to find a retro jersey shirt of those old um, Nuggets ones with a skyline. Yeah. Because for for some reason, I've always wanted an Alex English one. I never saw yeah. him play. Oh man, those, I did. He's good. Oh yeah. I've been I've been watching a lot of I've been watching and reading a lot of those old ABA stuff and those that those Nuggets jerseys were amazing. Yeah, that Nuggets team was so much fun to watch too. Dan Issel, maybe the, you know, Dan Issel was that maybe when he played, you could tell you know he was just that hard nosed guy had no front teeth. They had been knocked out, you know. So he he always had a bridge, but when he played, he didn't bother. So he always had his you know, that gap hanging out. What a silky player though. I mean, he looked like a bull in a China shop, but man, oh, yeah. he, he was so good. And, and I'm with you. I love all those old ABA stories, you know, and those, you know, the nuggets with English and David Thompson who played for Seattle, 
too. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is the old, I moved here in 79, which was the year after sound, the Sonics had won the national, the, the NBA title, you know, and I remember as a kid in Nebraska watching the 78 final, you know, when they, when they lost to the bullets and I'm reading. So that next year, I, I mean, cause I loved basketball back then. I know it's not mm-hmm. soccer, but that's all right. But I'm, I loved <clears throat> basketball and I was reading a, a preview for the 70. 980 season and the first thing was there is no way these two teams will meet for the title in 79 and what happens and they, they, they did do it. yeah both teams just took that final and ran with it bullets were still great sonics were great that year and the sonics weren't going to be denied because mm. i mean and i moved the year after you know and they were still good but the Lakers, you know, just were a step a step ahead that whole season, and just yeah. But it was fun. I'd never been in the city when they after it won a national or an NBA title, and it was cool because you know you saw a lot of national, you know, NBA champion stuff everywhere. So exactly, it's, it's got to be like that with the um. Yeah. What, here's what makes that all feel. What's the center off that team, off the Bullets team? Um, Wes Unsold. Yep. Fantastic. Who became a player. coach of the Bullets afterwards. Yep. Son is the. Yeah, it's crazy. And, I and he, like, one thing, I think he played his whole career in in Washington, Baltimore, yep. uh, Capital, whatever incarnation they were at the time. You know. Yeah, I mean that that that's just because I, I was I was reading through. I got um I got a new app called Scriven. Which is basically ten dollars a month, and you basically get any you get can search anything, get any magazine or any yeah. basically free, which is fun. You get pods and all that, and yeah. audio books, and I'm just going through and finding the most random stuff. But I, I read the David <laughs> book recently because I I was writing in basketball because that's my first one. But yeah. the just the 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 old no, it wasn't that it was the jump shot book. There is a book out, I don't know if you've seen it, it's called the the art of, the art and making of the jump shot. And mm-hmm. it's not it's obviously it goes through um David Thompson and Insul and all that, but it was some of the back things and they were t- they were talking about David Thompson. He could jump so he could jump so high that he he could put a he could put a nickel on the top of the um, backboard. Yeah. Like, I was most people crazy. to have he any He wasn't super tall either. I mean, he wasn't short, but by basketball standards, I think he was like six five or six six, maybe. Yeah, you know, at that six four. You know. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think he's uh, the one that's. I think he's the one that's still alive off of that NC State team because there's some very yeah. few. That's still around because I mean it's like Thurl Bailey and yeah, but yeah, Thurl Bailey and them. That was all Jim Valvano. David Thompson would have been when they were national champs. They would have had to been going up against like John Wooden's UCLA teams because that's oh, the yeah, thing about the seventies. It's like UCLA wins or they got upset because <laughs> there was nobody else back then. Yeah, is John Wooden man that. Talk about maybe the greatest sporting coach of any sport of all time. 
I mean, the guy, you know, because I know Ziggy Schmidt had said one of his mentors as a coach was John Wooden because, I mean, God, the guy was the guy was a genius, you know. He was a genius as far as motivation and tactics, not in coach, not in recruiting. Yeah, because there's a lot of shit on those UCLA teams. Just yeah, look up Sam Gilbert. <laughs> look yeah. up Sam Gilbert. Well, Dober, fair enough, but, but I, I mean, I wouldn't hold that against. I wouldn't say that was just a, something that was just to UCLA. I think you could have seen. Oh a lot God, of that. no! I mean. CCNY teams were taken out in the 50s. Um, That Kentucky has been run through at least three or four times. Kansas is still waiting for the results of the um, one that took took out three other coaches Mm -hmm. and has gotten us. And trust me, our violations are far worse than what took out Sean Miller at Arizona. Yeah. Far worse. But they extended it beyond. The bad thing about what they were putting up on us is that they were going all the way back to the recruiting of Wilt Chamberlain, (laughs) which we've already been hit on that one. Yeah, I think the statute of limitations has run off. I think if the player died of natural causes or old age like wilt yeah i I think the the uh the violations should have just been you know uh they were trying to re-hit us for danny and the miracles which we were already waylaid on that one because what larry brown did with the danny and the miracles one was straight up illegal that you the SMU guys are going, damn, we didn't even do that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that was the same time. But anyway. SMU got it, away, didn't get away with that stuff because they are SMU. If they were Oklahoma <laughs> or Alabama or, uh, you know, other blue bloods, Texas, University of Texas, they would have never got the death penalty. But the fact they're Southern Methodist, you know, it's like UNLV. I mean, they went after Tarkanian a lot harder you know, they didn't even go after him for what he did at UNLV. They went after him more for what he did at Long Beach State. They just used the UNLV to pile it on. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, but they would have never have went after John Wooden like that. They would never went after Adolph Rupp like that. And they would have never went after Fog Allen, you know, or no. Mike Krzyzewski or any or Dean Smith. Never. Even if they did it worse. You know, yeah. they never would have chased after him. Not like Tarkanian, because Tarkanian... And he fought back, you know, Bobby Knight, yeah. you know, they never would have went after Bobby Knight, not at the, not in Indiana, maybe at, at Texas tech, because by then Bobby Knight had kind of worn thin, but you can get this. Bobby Knight's still alive. <laughs> he's still, I'm surprised he's still, I mean, yeah. he's not all there anymore, no. but I read that the other day. I'm like, how did he not drink himself to death in the 90 in well, I know he was still coaching when I was at Kansas because I shook yeah. his hand, but still, I'm like, how the hell is he still around? Because he was a noted drunk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, he, there's stories in the Big Ten. Are uh, I don't doubt it. Anyway. 
we've gone a little far. But yeah, we once, we, once we get off soccer and you start rambling about college basketball from the 80s and 70s, maybe that's a good place to put a <laughs> Yeah, that's show. a good place to leave it for this week. Anyway, well, if something big comes up, we will catch you guys Absolutely. again later. All right, sounds good.